Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today, breaking down news of the day. None other than Sharon Reed, TYT Sports contributor, all star, always fascinating to have on the program. Also in the bullpen, the story that we broke last week of two black truckers being discriminated against at a Denny's in South Dakota. We broke that story, gave you the update, the VP of Denny's National got in touch with me, gave an apology to the gentleman. Those gentlemen will be on the program today to give you the update as to what happens next. We also have an update from Denny's as well, should be quite fascinating. I can tell you that the individual has been fired from that Denny's who engaged in this kind of discriminatory action. All right, top story of the day, Donald Trump and his allies, well, looks like some of them are about to start, well, snitching. Okay, let's put it up full mass. Very interesting, out of the cast of characters, who do you think will be the first to turn state? Well, typically, it's the individual acting as if they would never betray Donald Trump. If you remember, Cohen said in front of a judge that he would take a bullet for Trump. And immediately I said, him snitching. Because only someone who is actually turning state would say something so insane in a courtroom. History has shown the 18 code defendants that Trump doesn't care about anyone but himself. Said Michael Cohen, the guy who should know, Trump's former attorney. Referring to the 18 people charged alongside Trump, in the Georgia election racketeering case, quote, I suspect it will be every defendant for himself, Cohen added. He should know he was once Trump's versatile fixer, but is now a star witness against him in the New York criminal case, stemming from the hush money payments to a, well, adult porn star. Cohen broke with Trump years ago, but in recent weeks, Trump allies are now facing or could face jeopardy in connection with three of his four pending criminal cases. They have shown they might follow Cohen's lead in late August. An information technology aide at Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort dramatically changed his story about alleged efforts to erase surveillance video and agreed to cooperate with special counsel Jack Smith, who has charged Trump with hoarding classified documents. The aide, Yusil Tavares, was not charged in the case. But his flip may help him dodge a possible perjury charge. Prosecutors were in fact floating. And it is likely to bolster Smith's obstruction of justice case against Trump and two other aides. Now, this is going to be an interesting dynamic because if they can show or establish and prove that Donald Trump coerced a witness or potential witness to either A, lie or B, cover up information, engage in obstruction, active obstruction of justice. And he testifies to this matter and has proof or evidence for the testimony. Well, that's another concrete charge, that's evidence provided, there's more. Then three GOP activists who were indicted alongside Trump. In Georgia, we're trying to interfere with the certification 
of President Joe Biden's win in the state, asserted that their actions were all taken at Trump's behest. And last week, Trump's former White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, as I reported, basically snitched on Donald Trump. Also charged in the Georgia case signaled that his defense is likely to include blaming the former president as the primary driver of the effort. Now, how is that? Meadows argued last week that the entire reason he should have his case removed from the Fulton County jurisdiction to the jurisdiction of the federal government is because he was acting under the guise of a federal officer. And acting under the guise of his federal position, he should not be tried in a state proceeding. But what does that mean? That means that his affirmative defense is going to be that he was simply doing what his boss told him to do. And because of that, he's covered under the guise of his federal position. Will that hold water? Likely not, he knows better, okay? You don't get to blindly follow someone and then say, "Oh, well, I was just following orders, doesn't work that way, all right? Um, strategically speaking, if you are one of the lesser important players, you would definitely want to be in the same trial with Donald Trump. All of the focus is going to be on him, says Scott Weinberg, a Florida based attorney who represented one of the oath keepers in a high profile trial stemming from the Jan 6 attack on the Capitol. Quote, they don't want the little guys, they want Trump. You're always compared to who you're next to. And he's talking about inside of the same court proceeding in front of the same judge and jury. And I agree. Now, those pushing back on this narrative saying, wait a minute, Donald Trump should not be treated any differently. Why would they simply want to go after him? Here's what's ironic about the narrative Republicans are trying to now spew. When there's a mob boss, Nobody says, well, why are they going after the mob boss in such an aggressive way? Why is it that the mob boss is being treated differently as if he's the target? Everybody knows the mob boss is the target. Everybody understands the criminality of leadership and the hierarchy that it is coming from. But all of a sudden, in the case of Donald Trump, who not only is the in fact leader, He's the former president of the United States, of course, he's the target. And he is the but for factor, if it had not been for him, none of this would be a reality. He's the guy who they're going to target and is going to look like he's the guy they're going to target, period. A police officer, a cop decides to criminally assault a pregnant woman. Pin her to the ground, tased. Well, he gets um, 30 days in jail. I want to take you to the video and give you the background to this. Here it is. Is there a reason why you need my ID? Yes, you're being trespassed from the location. Okay. Okay, you need to follow me to my car, please. Like drive? No, you're going to walk, you're going to leave your car here. We're going to go to my car, I'm going to do the trespass, and then you'll be free to go. I'll, I can drive there. You're not going to drive. You're going to walk to me towards my car. I'm going to do the trespass, and then you're going to be on your way. Give you a trespass. Yeah, like, I, then I pay for everything. Like, I don't understand. Okay, whatever I, it is, I we're not going to go back and forth. Either you come out with me and we'll do the trespass, or you're going to arrest it. How you want to do it? 
Resisting without violence. I'm telling you to walk with me to my vehicle because I need to trespass you. Permits other staff require me. Listen, I don't care about that. Find the shoes and come out. But how can't you just drive right there? Last time that tell you came out of the car, oh, I'm going to get you out of the car. Whatever you want to do it. Okay, record this because my You can record. I'm recorded. I've been recorded since the state first time. Okay, thank you because my dad's a police officer. I don't care about that. Okay, I don't either. Get your shoes and come with me. Okay, so whatever you want to do, pull me out the car. Go ahead. Don't reach in my car. Why is you crazy? You can't reach in Listen, my car. What are you doing? Like, no, what is he Why doing? Is I'm doing a Like, come on, don't get fing pulled. Like, what's wrong with me? Why the fing is he the fing? Crazy? Like, don't get fing. There he is. I'm a 118. On her neck, though. Really? Why is you kneeing on her neck, though? That's weird as fing. Why is I kneeing on her neck, though? Understand the context. Everything that officer did was illegal. He was found guilty of it. Put up his picture for a man. That is the cowardly 33-year-old Jordy Martell, a former Miami Gardens officer. He has now been sentenced to 30 days in jail. He has probation less than two years, 250 hours of community service because of what he did that night. 250 hours of community service is going to be interesting. 30 days in jail, ironic. And let me tell you why, this took place in 2020. He was accused of aggressively arresting a pregnant black woman outside of a Miami club. What was he convicted of? He was convicted of battery and criminal trespass. Battery and criminal trespass. Let me say something about that. Battery and criminal trespass. What does criminal trespass mean? It means you were physically in a location you did not have legal access to. That's what it means. Put up the picture of the young lady he violated. Body cam and cell phone footage show precisely when Officer Martell used a taser on Miss Sophia Satchel's belly multiple times. She's pregnant. Then he placed his knee on her neck during this excessive criminal arrest, meaning he's the criminal outside. Of the bar. According to report, she was four months pregnant. She later miscarried. Okay. It's unclear if she lost the baby due to the tasing, according to the report. Statue told the Miami Herald in 2020, quote, I was humiliated. I was embarrassed. I was scared for my life. I've always had respect for the law. My family, a lot of people who are close to me are police officers. I felt violated, end quote. What was the dispute over? She had a dispute over food. It was a food order. A manager asked Officer Martell, working security, he's off duty now. He's just a security guy, okay? 
but he still is in his police uniform. So the manager told the security officer to issue Ms. Satchel a trespassing warning because she threw a tip at a server on her way out of the club, according to the affidavit. The victim's friend, identified as Raheem Stotts Fleming, recorded cell phone video of the incident, during which he is told by a security guard, delete that, end quote. There's more. The affidavit says she suffered abrasions and bruises. Officer Martel's own summary of the arrest says she was checked out at the scene by paramedics before being booked at a nearby police station. Charges against the young lady were dropped. In its arrest affidavit, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement said Officer Martel lied on his police report, had no reason to arrest Ms. Satchel, did not inform her that she was being arrested and used excessive force. Now, this is a point worth noting. When he said, walk with me to write this citation, trespass citation. And she says, no, I can drive over there or, or officer, you could actually write it here. He then says, well, I'm going to have you um, arrested. For what? Um, for nonviolent resisting. Resisting what? I'm not under arrest. You see, it doesn't work that way. You don't get to say someone uh, was somehow well, obstructing your justice when you're not affecting justice. You simply want her to come with you, okay? For whatever reason, there's more during his trial. Officer Martel's attorney argued he was doing his job and Satchel was not cooperating with others. They said she was fighting back and allegedly hit Officer Martel, well, she has a right to do so where she's being criminally assaulted. He's the one committing trespass, remember? Uh, in court, the uh, young lady said, and I quote, from his knee, choking the life out of me, fabricating reports and lying about me, to being tased multiple times in the abdomen while being pregnant. I want him to suffer as much as he intended for me to suffer that night. I want to remind everyone, you don't do something like this without having a record of doing something like this and it being protected. It's not the first time he acted in such a manner. So while the city may be doing the right thing today, understand the culture that permeates inside of that industry called law enforcement is the reason he felt comfortable enough to violate this black woman. After the sentencing, the satchel told NBC6 Miami, quote, justice was served. He changed me as a person mentally and physically. And I've accepted due to his actions, I will never be the same. As part of his sentencing, he also has to serve 100 hours speaking at police academies about what not to do when serving as a police officer. Uh, Martel has two weeks to surrender to corrections. All right, let me say this uh, first to the young lady who's violated. I'm so sorry this happened to you. So sorry this happened. And I agree with you. I agree with your words. You will never be the same again. But that can mean two different things. 
You can be better than you've ever been. You can be stronger than you've ever been. I encourage you to continue giving power to yourself. Because he took nothing away from you. He took nothing away from you, okay? Doesn't have the authority. You stood up, everything's been taken from him. He doesn't have a job, he's going to the pokey. He's in a position of weakness because that's who he was. He was a weak person anyway. He's going where he belonged, to jail, trying to violate you. The fact that he's only getting 30 days incarcerated for something so egregious, well, that's the part that creates this us and them dynamic in the community. The community conflict comes out of conclusions like this. This man criminally assaulted a pregnant woman. He had a gun on him, uses a taser, he unlawfully attacks her. He decides to he decides to then put his knee on her. She could have died. She ends up miscarriage. Hell of a thing, Texas company, according to workers, they are allowed to say the N-word to black people. They are allowed to discriminate openly. Let's put up the pictures of leadership full mass. Texas company TNT Crane and Rigging is being sued by the EEOC for racial discrimination for their mistreatment of black employees. Four of which are named in the suit. According to the suit, the employees had to endure managers and other employees using racially offensive language, including the N-word, hate symbols like nooses and lightning bolt stickers and retaliation for speaking out all while on the job. There's more of the faces behind the company. Respectively, you have Mr. Mark Irian, who is the CEO. You have Craig Lonsford, President, Kevin Lawson, VP of Operations, and Randy Bartok. Randy is the Vice President of Finance. None have commented as of yet. In one April 2018 incident, Smith, who served as a crane operator, was ordered by the field manager to pick up an air conditioning unit at the Fort Worth facility while working in Frisco, Texas. He was met with racial slurs when he asked the manager for help. In word, if you are going to be about it, you can turn that truck around and take your home, end quote. The manager allegedly said, according to the lawsuit. When Smith attempted to report him, as stated in the lawsuit, he didn't receive an effective response from his management. Creighton also allegedly had a similar situation. While working as a crane operator for the company, the complaint also says he was called the N-word by a field manager. It also says that Campbell, a truck driver, overheard his colleagues using the derogatory term. He later discovered that he also was being referred to as a white coworker's black buddy. When he tried to put in a report management, he reportedly was told, said it would be handled. However, it was never addressed. Pradia started working as a rigger for the company, 2019. 
He claimed that in one interaction, a white colleague told him, quote, a lot of black people are effing lazy. Blank, you're different. You're not like other N words. You work. You work though. That's what I like about you. That person allegedly said. Um, let's put it up. Black employees weren't the only ones spurned by this toxic, hostile work environment. The complaint mentions Nathan Cook, a white employee who was targeted after reporting the harassment and discrimination he witnessed in the work environment, according to the lawsuit. Cook alleged that he was physically assaulted and labeled a wigger and snitch by his peers. Following his complaints, his hours and pay were reduced. The alleged retaliation along with other factors led him to resign from his position. TNT knowingly permitted a work environment filled with racist comments and imagery. No employee should have to work in an environment openly hostile to their race. And no employee should suffer reprisal for objecting to discriminatory practices. That's coming from the government, the EEOC. The attorney, Brian Hawthorne, said this in a recent news release. The lawsuit requests compensatory and punitive damages for the black employees for Cook, EEOC, seek similar relief, including back pay, front pay, and potential reinstatement. Now, do you know how difficult it is to get the EEOC to directly sue a company? The reason it's difficult for them to get involved in such a direct way, because usually they simply give you clearance to sue, and you can get a private attorney and then sue from there. For them to get directly involved, it has to be such a slam dunk case. <clears throat> no doubt, no doubt there's more evidence against these guys. No doubt that this permeates from the top of management. Put up their pictures again. Now they're going to claim they didn't know anything about this. That will likely be their affirmative defense if they do not settle out of court. Well, I want to say this, gentlemen, in my opinion, either you all are racist as hell or dumb as hell. Because either A, you are protected the environment, which I believe holistically happened, you protected this racist environment. And when you claim, or if you claim that you knew nothing about it, you all have to be the most ineffective managers on the planet Earth. Routinely, these gentlemen filed document after document asking management, pay attention. There's a culture here. They didn't go to an attorney first, it came to you all. You are exactly where you should be, but not responding to the people who work hard for you. I'm sharing thoughts here. Yeah, I think um, this lawsuit, to use their words, allegedly has to work different and not be the typical lazy EEOC lawsuit, Dr. Ritchie. I'd like to see sweeping change, yeah. no more government contracts. And I would take issue with the statement the EEOC put out just a little bit. Permitted should be removed, promoted is mm -hmm. really what That's happened right. here. They didn't just sit by, they promoted it. Like you said, top down, no more government contracts. Is that gonna happen? Mm. Yeah, that needs to happen ASAP. You need to do that before the conviction. I mean, that damn, part. all right, it, you know, federal contracts are not 
are not bound by some judicial proceeding. You'll rip them away when you choose to. Okay, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. got to give it to the young man who um, conducted himself in a very respectful, honorable way. Um, I don't have any real commentary about the Down syndrome dynamic, but um, I will say that the behavior of the individual, let's put it up for a man, um, was not appropriate to the situation according to her own words. One commenter said, and I quote, she really needs to apologize to every person who actually has Down syndrome. I'm going to wait here until she does. Another person says, I'm confused. He asked if she was okay, and that's now considered harassment, question mark. I think a lot of people were scratching their heads. Many individuals actually thought something had happened. Like there was this actual, you know, physical harassment, maybe some kind of verbal harassment. Uh, and then when they stuck around to listen to what the harassment accusation was, uh, that's when they wanted the young man to be helped by management or somebody else. Uh, quite interesting dynamic. Sharon, thoughts here? I was confused as well, uh, Dr. Ritchie. I didn't understand what was going on. Um, but it does seem like it was regardless of who has what, um, it seemed like it was a call for attention, eyeballs, something. Um, yeah. That's as far as I can go as well. It just seemed like it didn't have to go there. Yeah, not at all. What of the picture for a mask? This is an indisputable exclusive. Martise Sadler was frequenting Wiley's bar 
in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. This was on Juneteenth of all days. She received a phone call, went into the women's restroom to be able to hear better. According to Ms. Sattler, the bar security officer followed her to the restroom and harassed her, assuming she was a man, okay? She says she was then kicked out of the restaurant by this security officer. She complained and attached the video to the establishment's Facebook page, but never got a response. Let's put it up for a mask. That is her attempting to contact somebody with a brain at the establishment. Let's keep that picture up for a second because this is an ironic note, but it must be discussed. So she goes to the bathroom, the restroom that you all have said she must go to. This whole debate about what restroom you use, you know, over 98% of the restrooms are actually unisex in the world. When you go to somebody's home, do you go to the men's restroom or the women's restroom? Which one? You just go to the restroom. So she goes in, obviously, At some point, the security officer realizes he's made a mistake. Well, I'm sorry, ma'am, my apologies to you. If you're going to live by that sword, Mr. Security Officer, be willing to fall on it when you make a mistake. Or could it be that you just didn't like this person? Could it be you did not like her style of clothing? Could it possibly be that you're off work that day because, well, they made Juneteenth a federal holiday? There's more. She said to Indisputable, and I quote, it was Juneteenth, Juneteenth weekend, and I was looking to celebrate with my family. We are in the bar only like 30 minutes when an important call came in. I went to the women's restroom to take the call so I could hear. And upon me doing so, I was harassed by the security claiming I was a man in the women's bathroom. The guy in the video banged on the stall door. And once I opened it, he became very aggressive. But once it became clear that I'm clearly a woman, he chose to assault me and kick me out of the bar instead of apologizing. Put up his picture again, all right? So sir, if there's a law against men going into the ladies restroom, I have evidence that you should be arrested because you're the only one who broke that rule if one exists. What you did was not noble, she reached out via Facebook to the company, no response, let's put them up. You're looking at Kirby, Kirby Mullenberg. Mr. Mullenberg 
according to his LinkedIn profile. He is in fact the owner of that Wiley. Well, we reached out to Wiley's bar for a comment. They did not immediately respond for comment, but I guarantee they will respond now. Gentlemen, this is simple, this is easy. Every single story that we've done, every single story that indisputable, we make sure, this is a rule that I have. We make sure that the individual who you victimized attempted an administrative remedy with you all first. For the most part, they tried to contact you multiple times, but were ignored or the response was completely inappropriate to the situation. These things are not difficult to address. And most of the time, they simply would like to be heard, respected, treated like you would want to be treated. All right, we will bring you updates as they come. I'm sharing thoughts here. Another exclusive that is necessary to bring to people everywhere. I think Kirby Mullenberg, based on the inaction, I can only, you left us nothing but to assume you did get the message, but you don't care. Why would you not care? I can think of a couple of reasons. Yeah. I can think of a couple of reasons, yeah. but there is, Doc, a personality that enjoys dominating over people they perceive as weaker and other. And this seems to be a case like this. Yep. Yep. Just say sorry. All you have to do is say sorry. Exactly. It's embarrassing. Uh, it's awkward. Just say sorry. Right. Uh, and to physically um, assault someone when you realize you made a mistake, uh, that's criminal, um, sir. So, uh, my opinion, you have committed a criminal act. We will see if anything is done about that. A woman, according to her, was hit in the face with a brick because she basically refused to not give out a phone number. And nobody did a damn thing about it. Here it is. Yo, this man just hit me in my face with a brick, and all these black men just watch. And they don't give a. Yeah, this man hit me, grabbed a rock, and it hit me in my face. Have I ever done to anybody in my life to deserve this? I never did anything in my life to hurt anybody. Literally, a man asked me for my number. I said no, and he he picked up a brick in front of so many men, and was like, "What are you gonna do?" And I told all these men, like, "Yo, why is this man got a brick on my face?" And he's he's holding a brick, and all these is watching, and nobody does nothing, and he hits me in my face, and they're all just watching, and they let that get in the car. How is this okay? This is what y'all doing to women? I got more video, I have more insight, more update. But I want to say this, I come from a particular neighborhood where that would not have been allowed. Now, a lot of people, they have negative things to say about the neighborhood I was raised in. 
But I promise you something like that would have never happened in front of any of us. Let's go to the next video. I was one of the guys who was there that did not help her when she was getting hit with the brick, right? I feel like people need to know the whole story before they start commenting and saying things they don't understand or they don't know. You guys don't even remember who you guys are trying to defend, who you guys are trying to speak up for. This is the same woman that was going around smacking white people in the streets. She's not innocent. She was actually taunting the guy to hit her. Why would I go defend somebody that's actually looking for trouble? This woman, she is literally a troublemaker. Everybody that knows her in our community knows she's a troublemaker. I'm not gonna risk my life over somebody that's actually out there looking for trouble. If you go on social media online, you're going to see some of her antic videos, taunting people, looking for a reaction. Well, she got what she been looking for and you guys are giving her the attention that she was actually speaking for. I don't regret not standing up for her. If you look at some of the videos, I was there. I don't regret nothing whatsoever. I don't regret standing up for her. I'm not saying she deserved it. I'm not saying that any men have a right to hit a woman, especially with a brick. Nobody deserved that. By the end of the day, there's more to the story. She's not as innocent as she's trying to portray herself to be. She wants attention. She's an attention seeker woman. She's trying to go viral, and you guys have given her what she wanted. Yes, she get. Yes, she did get hit by a brick. Yes, I saw it. Yes, I was standing by doing nothing. And if that happened again in the same circumstances, I will watch because she's not as innocent as she portrays herself to be. She was taunting the guy. She was calling him all type of names. She was degrading him to a point where he resulted in picking up a brick and hitting him. But now. I post a video telling my truth, telling what I saw, and people are like, where's your proof? Why do you want me to go back to the scene of the crime and pick up the brick and show you, oh, there's a brick that hit her right across her face. Is that what you want? Like, I'm going to use your comment to also address other people. You know, people are calling me a coward. That's okay. You can call me all you want. All I know is I'm alive. I got my health with me right now. I've got, to, I've got to go home to my daughter that night. You know what I'm saying? I've got to go home to my daughter. That's all that matters at the end of the day. I am not about to protect somebody. I am not about to risk my life for somebody that's out there looking for trouble. They keep saying she was looking for trouble. Let me first say this um, to uh, you very scared individuals who called yourselves men. You all have admitted you're afraid, okay? At least we know. Now you all are viral, okay? To the first commenter who said, well, she was slapping somebody. She was going around slapping somebody. It was a white male. This person is not innocent. That was actually a skit. She had permission, it was a skit. And that skit was reported by the shade room, sir. It was a skit. To the second individual, uh, the fact that you all are even going on social media to defend yourself. See, my grandmother taught me well. She taught me this too, a hit dog will holler. And so that's why you all are going on social media. I'm glad you're doing it actually, okay? Because I think people need to know who you are when they go somewhere with you. Okay, I got a whole lot more detail and update 
put up the picture for a match. Outside of the inaccurate context that others have provided, there's a very simple philosophy. I don't give a damn what word she may have used. For a man to pick up a brick and hit a woman on the side of the head, do you not know that could have killed this woman in front of all of you? She could be dead right now. And you would have been witness to a murder. Would you have gone home and said on social media, I'm just happy that 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 I got to go home? Could have said something. You could have tried to reason with the violence before it permeated into physicality, anything. The incident happened in Houston, Texas. Her name is Roe. Bashi. Newsweek reached out to the Houston Police Department via email for comment, but no response. In regards to the bystander claiming that she hit a man, it was unrelated to the incident where the white man she slapped gave consent during a skit. In defense of people demonizing her online, others have pointed out that she is a PhD candidate whom gives back to her community in Somali. Abu Hendrick says, everyone is bringing up all these video, trying to justify her getting hit by a brick. Laughing my A off. So I'm boosting the fact that she's a PhD candidate, has her masters from an Ivy League school, and has done more work in the Somali community than most of these incels harassing her. So her friends seeing this kind of harassment, making her try to make her a double victim. Um, they made a GoFundMe page. And I would like you to support it if you can, all right? Um, you saw the massive in- injury on her face and the massive response from those who are trying to justify they're in action. Gentlemen, you could have just shut the hell up. You did not have to create this kind of scenario. But I will tell you this, uh, most people are not on your side. I'm not on your side, all right? I welcome you all, you come on the show anytime. I like to give you a proper check in, all right, anytime. Um, we will bring you updates as they come. Uh, obviously, an arrest needs to be made here. I share your thoughts. An arrest indeed, a stale crumb is worth more than than what you showed. A father needs to come get your son. Come get your son and his buddies and school yeah. him. Open season on a black woman. He was saying she deserved it. Disgusting, I am thoroughly disgusted by them. Horrible, all right, uh, once again, update is coming for sure, all right. We got a technical issue. We're going to come back in just a moment. It's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Horrific incident that is criminal, in my opinion. A woman is shot fatally, shoplifting. According to the cop, he was in fear of his life. Here it is. 
imagery. I want to highlight a couple of things here. One, when the officer calls in shots fired, there's no indication obviously who fired the shot. They do that intentionally. Uh, The only person who was shooting were the police officer. So they will say shots fired because news media, they are typically listening in and they don't want Anyone who's listening to those channels to know who has fired the first shot. And so they just say shots fired, that's number one. This young lady was pregnant. They killed her on August 24th, 21 years of age, Takil Young. Her life was ended over an alleged shoplifting that resulted in fatal shots through her windshield. Now, regardless of what you may believe about her actions, here's one fact, she's innocent. See, that's a fact. She's innocent unless proven guilty in a court of law. That's how it works in this country. So here's the fact, they shot an innocent person. There's more. Put up the other angle here. One of the officers orders Ms. Young out of a car. Another officer then draws his firearm, stepping in front of the vehicle. She asks, are you going to shoot me? Question mark. Before steering the wheel to the right to avoid, to avoid hitting the officer. That's when the officer decided to fire a fatal shot into the car, sending the car into the brick wall of the grocery store. It is clear the shooting officer's action did not only escalate the situation, but led to the death from an alleged shoplifting incident. According to his own department, he would have needed to exhaust all other options before thinking about shooting at a moving vehicle and Himself escalated, he himself escalated the situation by stepping in front of the vehicle in the first place. The Blendon Township Department's policy states, quote, an officer should only discharge a firearm at a moving vehicle or its occupants when the officer reasonably believes there are no other reasonable means available to avert the imminent threat of the vehicle or if deadly force other than the vehicle is directed at the officer or others. Do you see that last part? 
or if deadly force other than the vehicle is directed at the officer or others. Many department policies advise officers to move out of the way. But in the Ohio video, an officer is seen drawing his firearm, putting himself in the path of the car. You don't think he planned this? You don't think he knew exactly what he was doing? An officer is seen drawing his firearm and putting himself in the path of Miss Young's parked vehicle, which John P. Gross of the University of Wisconsin Law School called bad tactics. And oftentimes, bad tactics translate to needing to use more force than was necessary, Gross said. The officer should not put himself in front of the car. He can't stop the car with his body anyway. So what does that mean? He puts himself in a situation where he could claim, I was in fear of my life. Contrary to the policies and his training. There's more of the best practice according to the expert. Uh, the best practice in these matters nationwide is that you do not put yourself in a position of danger. There was no urgent need for him to position himself in the way he did. Gross also questioned why the officer drew his firearm in the issue when the issue at hand was a shoplifting allegation. He urged changes to police training. I urge changes to police. Police officers, you can't keep talking reform, you gotta talk replacement. All right, share your thoughts here. Premeditated, not far-fetched to me, as you indicated, Dr. Ritchie. If you have the wherewithal, first of all, to say shots fired and be very careful about that, because you know, you know, media is listening in. You're doing other things as well, and I give it to your team again, coming up with all the details, the code of conduct, and you quoted it there. But I would, I want them to go back, dig deeper, find the other book that's meant yep. for Black women and Black men. There's another Come on book. Anything goes in that one. There's no code of conduct. There you go. Once again, culture eats policy alive every day. He broke all the policies, affixed himself to the culture, and gets to claim self-defense it's insanity. All right, we'll bring you updates obviously as they come. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. So to make the situation more calm, because we do have a lot of people here, it would just be nice if you guys could leave, but we are, I can't what do wait we do? you guys. I have no idea. I'm not in the situation, but um, she, like, just like to make it more calm, she said, like, you guys can recon leave because we do have a lot of people around, or the police will be on their way, because they are. So. But why do we have to leave? We just came to order food. Yeah, of course. I don't understand, like, what, what do we do? I, I don't know. <clears throat> That's not right, man. Like, like, uh, we, we were planning on leaving, but we wanted to wait for the police to be here because we wanted her name. Yeah, she didn't want to give us her name because we want to submit a complaint. Okay. She doesn't, she refused to yeah, give us her name. Yeah, she doesn't have to give her name. She had, but she works here, right? We're expecting for, we're waiting for a manager. Right? Okay, yeah. Do they have a well, manager? Well, um, did you guys do anything? No, we don't have a manager in today. They're all off because they've been working like so all week. So if we leave, so. if I leave and the police get here, mm -hmm. she could just come up and say anything. I try to rob yeah, the place. Yeah, 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 no. um, so like, did you guys do anything to disturb her or disturb any customers? No, 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 when she walked by, yes. I, I, I said, excuse me, because it yeah. seemed like she was, you know. Well, yeah, it's really busy today. So. No, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, I said, excuse me, because he's been sitting here for 15 minutes. Yeah, of course. So, 
you know, when she left, she came back with the menus, and she said, well, I don't want to be yelled at. And I said, I didn't yell at you. I was simply, yeah, I was like, can we talk outside real quick? Yo, what's called this? Damn. Can we talk outside real quick? Ah, just outside here. That's crazy. They're refusing to serve us. That's crazy. That's crazy. They're refusing to serve us. We have the victims of that discrimination on the show today. Thank you, gentlemen, for being on the program. I wish it was under better circumstances. We have Damon Whitfield and also Hector Madera, both Thank truck you. drivers. Thank you for both for contacting us at Indisputable. Um, and when I saw this video, my producer sent me this video. Um, and I looked at the long form of the video. I said, they literally sent, or the person literally sent a proxy waitress to tell you all that there would be no service. But there already was no service at this Denny's in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Dennis has now responded, I will read the response in just a moment. Uh, but gentlemen, it, it, you know what was going through your mind when this was happening in real time? Uh, and I will start with Hector. I mean, to be honest, it was uh, it was just unexpected. It's just something that uh, we were we weren't ready for. I was, I surely wasn't ready. You know, uh, we went in there, you know, wanting to place orders just like. Any other place, you know, you go to, you walk into, you know, you walk into a place to place an order. And, uh, you know, I was just, we were just blindsided by it, you know. Um, I, I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to, you know, gather my thoughts and trying to gather myself over how it went down. And, you know, just the feeling of uh, anxiety that I still feel from that, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I walk into these places and now I wonder, you know, Am I going to be submitted? Are we going to be submitted to these same, you know, things again? Like, so, you know, it's 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 definitely uh, it's uh, it's a shame. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, they kind of like I feel as though like, you know, they took a piece from us that day. You know, they took from us something that we can't get back. You know, which is. You know, you know, it's kind of degrading. You know, you know, they they robbed us. They try to rob us of our humility, and you know, just dignity and and self worth and respect. You know, I believe it's unfair, and I just want these, I want I want them to be held accountable. Simply put, uh, and I agree with you. Uh, and let me ask, and, and this was really interesting. I'm going to go to um, Damon. Damon, the waitress who started this whole thing. Not the proxy waitress who delivered the message, but according to Dennis, that waitress has been fired by that local franchise owner. Um, what went through your mind when this was happening? And can you also tell us about the alleged connection between the original waitress that was racist and did not serve you all and the owner of that pilot um, gas station? Okay, so. We came in originally to you know get something to eat like its own video and um we basically I, I sat down first, Hector was in the shower, 
I um she gave me the two menus and the orange juice. This is what you don't see on the video. So yeah. I'm waiting. Um, and I didn't, you know, racism is the last thing on my mind. Yeah, we're the only black people there. Um, so she's handling other customers. Um, customers that came in after us. She's taking their orders, seating them, and things like that. So basically. She um she would walk by the table and she would look down and keep going. It was kind of weird, you know. But um I just felt like maybe she was uh you know just giving us time to decide what we want or maybe uh she forgot. You know people are human. You know I figured you know we go to restaurants all the time and and you know things like that happen. So uh what a time goes by. Hector comes out of the shower. He sits down because he told me, you know, um, just text me, you know, just get me whatever you're gonna get. He texted that to me to to do that. So I'm like, okay. And then uh, he asked me when he got back. He's like, you know, did uh, did did, did you place the order yet? So I'm like, no, I think she might have forgot about us. So he goes, you know, um, excuse me, you know, we're we're ready to place our order. And she goes, um. I don't like you yelling uh, at me. He didn't yell. He wasn't rude. Nobody was um, out of the ordinary. And then he goes, I just wanted to say we're ready to place our order. And then she goes, well, I don't need you people calling me over to this table like that. So I'm I'm looking at the menu and I'm thinking that maybe she leaned over to basically, you know, take his order. But I'm not processing what she's saying at the time. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, did she just say what I thought she said? And then he was like, yeah, but I, you know, and then after that, he said, you know, but I, I saw that you serving other people and we just want to let you know that we're ready to place our order. Because like we said, we're not thinking racism or anything like that. So then she goes, um, you know what? I'm not serving you people. Um, you need to get your stuff now and go. I'm calling the police. And then she snatches the menus out of our hands. But she snatched mine out of my hand and she snatched the menu out of Hector's hand and then she snatched the orange juice off the table, spilling some of it off of me. And then she walks to the to the back where the cook is and then I see her on the phone and I'm just assuming like maybe she's calling the police. So me and Hector are looking at each other like what in the heck just happened? You know, so he's like, you know what, let me go over to the waitress. You know, maybe this a, this is a misunderstanding. Let me go and apologize. And I'm like, no, don't go and apologize. You didn't do anything. So he goes over there and he's like, you know, excuse me. You know, um, maybe we got off on the wrong foot. You know, I just want to apologize if there's any misunderstanding. We just want to place an order. And she goes, no, there's no misunderstanding. I want you people out. The cops are on their way. So then he comes back to me and he goes, you know, let's, bro, let's just leave. And I'm like, no, we're not leaving. Let's stay right here. And I said, let me ask the other waitress if maybe she can help us and take our order, which is the one that's on the video. And I said, you know, excuse me, miss, can you take our order? And then she says, unfortunately, um, we can't serve you. Um, and then she goes into what she says on the video, you know, um, unfortunate, you know, or could you not be a disturbance to the customers and, you know, whatever she said, you know? Um, wow. But uh, it's just, it's just, um, sorry. Talk about this connection also, the, the pilot, um, gas station, somebody, a manager or the owner okay. offered you something afterwards. Right, so the manager, so this, so the, the, the lady, uh, I was told, is the district manager's wife. I'm not uh, sure how true that is, okay. but that's what the, that's what the, 
pilot. So there's a there's that manager, and then there's the assistant manager for pilot. I don't want to um you know, say any names or anything, but he was very helpful. He said, you know, he saw after we spoke to the cops, he came up to us because he saw that we were upset, and he was like, um, you know, what happened? I said they don't want us in there. They kicked us out, and he was like, what for? I said they they don't want. All right, we had a technical issue back, um, Damon, in just a minute. Let me do this. I want to read the statement from Denny's. If we can put that statement up, I want to read partial, the partial statement um, on air. <clears throat> so you can find this full statement um, online. It says Denny's is committed to a culture of inclusion. And serve as excellent of all guests. We conducted a thorough third party investigation into the incident at the Denny's location in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. As a result of the investigation, the franchise owner immediately took decisive action and the employee is no longer with the company. <clears throat> Denny's maintains a strict zero tolerance policy when it comes to any form of discrimination. We acknowledge there were opportunities to improve the service level in this specific situation. We maintain our commitment to ongoing training and development of all staff. The employees at the location will immediately go through a dedicated training program to ensure the team delivers above and beyond our guest expectations. We regret this incident and want to apologize to the guests involved. Clearly, we fell short of our standards, our own standards that day and are committed to making it right. Let me go to Hector, all right? Um, when you hear that statement from Denny's Corporate, uh, what's your response to that? Um, I believe that uh, you know more needs to be done. You know, at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like you know it's 2023. We've made many years. We've had many years of progress as far as like race relations and stuff like that. But you know, you look at an instance like this, and you just wonder, you know, how far have we gotten? Um, I feel like as far as firing the wait the waitress that that should have been done immediately. You know that should have been handled right there at that location. You know we we try to handle it right there. You know with management, you can see the there was no management supposedly. Um, we try to re we reached out to corporate and uh, we didn't have any sort of uh, we didn't get any feedback until you aired it. You know, until you 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 put it on your platform, which we appreciate and we're thankful of, because outside of that, had it not been for, you know, you putting it out there, it would have just been swept under the rug, you know. And I feel like it's just a half, it's a half apology. It's not, you know, more needs to be done, you know. Uh, uh, then it needs you, to be held accountable, and and you know, it's just so much. To my understanding. Um, once again, they do want to talk. Uh, they have reached out. They've made an apology, at least on record. Uh, and you gentlemen are not going to have that conversation until uh, you have an attorney with you in the room, which I concur. Uh, I think that's exactly the approach. Let me go uh, to you, Damon, and ask you when the cop came, because we see one officer, we don't know how many officers were there. When that cop came and told you all, let's go outside and talk. One, what was going through your mind? Because that's a dangerous situation. 
uh, cops come, black men, there's a narrative that likely is false against you. Uh, number one, number two, they're telling you to walk outside. What was said in that conversation with the police officer? Well, the so as we're walking out, where we, I'm, I'm trying to explain to people because they're looking at us like we must have done something wrong, and I'm like trying to explain to them like you know. Um, they they refusing to serve us. You can hear me in the video saying that. And then I'm looking for someone to stand up and and uh, say something or stand up for us because like. And then I turn around. I even turn around to the cop because I figured maybe he didn't know either. Like they they refusing to serve us. And then he was like, you know, right this way, like you know, outside. So it kind of felt like like one of those uh like we're in the, one of those towns in the movies where it's like a racist town and and um we're being walked out by like some executioners or something like that and I'm like and we were afraid because we weren't we we didn't know what type of police were on their way we're, we're in an all white restaurant with a, wait, a racist um waitress that that called the cops on us she endangered our lives by calling the police you know you don't call police unless there's a crime we didn't commit a crime we weren't belligerent we weren't um, disturbing no customers like this lady, you know, tried to say or ask or whatever. And, um, you know, when we got out and, and we explained it to the cops what, what had happened, they were like um, trying their best to help us, actually. They were saying, you know, um, the, the, the first cop was saying, no, I'm going to go inside and see if I can get some information. And he got the table number for, for the lady that was waiting on us because she didn't want to give her name. And then um, the the other cop was trying to say, you know, you know, the, the situation with uh, what happened to him. And then he said, you know, we're sorry for, you know, what happened to you because he knows, you know, he knows what happened. Yeah. You know, he knows what it is. You know, that is so ironic, isn't it? That the responding police officers, once they heard the full story, right? They have more sympathy, empathy for your situation than seemingly the local store, the local Denny. Yes. Um, and I think it's important for everyone to note, these gentlemen literally reached out multiple times to resolve this administratively at the local and corporate level. So it's not as if this happened and all of a sudden they contacted Indisputable. Uh, they contacted Indisputable when there was no movement, no response uh, appropriate to what happened in that video. Uh, Naturally, there's going to be an update to this when you all do meet with Denny's and they either make a move that is to your satisfaction or they do not make a move to your satisfaction. I hope they don't do that. I would definitely cover it if they do. But what would you like to see happen? And Hector, I want to ask you first, what would you like to see happen? Or maybe is there a general framework you would like to see Denny's engage in to make this right by you all? Um, first of all, you know, uh, I would expect for there to be some sort of sincere or more sincere public apology. You know, we were embarrassed, we were humiliated uh, in front of many people. You know, it's going to affect me and and Damon, you know, later on down the road in many ways. Um, absolutely, they need to be held accountable. Um, like I said, we're in the process of uh, speaking with legal advisors. We're definitely in the process of filing a civil civil complaint. I mean, I'm sorry, a civil lawsuit. And uh, you know, 
it's it's a lot it's a lot to you know try to put together in yeah. words but hopefully you know we we get a good result from this we have a good result from this and i, I want to echo something you said heck i'm going to go to damon for the question um this has had real impact on your life so not only not only in that moment do you have to experience that level of degradation beyond that moment there's this public response now obviously people like myself and many many others they see it for what it is even at least one of the officers could see it for what it for what it was at that moment but you also have individuals on social media saying some really really horrible things about you two gentlemen and these elements exist in our social construct so Damon, I want you to speak to that. What has the experience been like from those on social media who have been adverse to the reality that you and Hector were treated unfairly inside of this Denny's? I want everybody who's watching to put your shoes. You know, anybody of any race, if you go into a establishment and you're the only person of your race there, you in the back of your mind, nobody talks about this, but in the back of your mind, you're like, um, you're, you're wondering if you're going to be treated unfairly or, or whatever the case is. So, you know, it takes courage just to just to walk through the door of a place like that. You know, we walked in there not thinking anything, and um, you know, and and then this happened. We were so stunned. I didn't have time to record the first waitress because we were just nobody pulls out their phone to record. Uh, when you're about to take an order to, at a restaurant, like I don't, you know, I feel like I have to practice a, a, a recording draw on my phone or something, like you know, and it's like, um, you know, when when it happened, it was just we were just in total shock. It's unpredictable and it can happen anytime and anywhere. And as far as the training goes, I don't, I, you know, I, I know that's what companies do and stuff like that. They want to more training, more training. You can't train a racist. You know, if a racist is a racist, that's deep rooted. So you, you just have to do your background check and make sure that they don't have anything coming into that company because they you, you can train them. You're just going to have a trained racist working for you. You know, and it's just going to happen again. And I feel like as far as the apology goes, um, you say sorry too many times, it starts to lose its value. You know, this happened how many times with, with Denny's? I, I didn't even know this until this happened. And people told me that this happened before. And I'm like, you know, they say zero tolerance. How is that zero tolerance? And it happened multiple times. We're, they have a racist resume. Like, we're part of this resume now. You know, you do make a really, really interesting point about the reality of that training. And we contextualize a fix as, well, everybody's going to go through training. And I know corporate has to say that, right? They got to say things like that. But everybody didn't do it and it was still allowed. That That's a culture, in my opinion. It's not about the action of one, it's about the action of those who permitted the one to mm-hmm. do so. That speaks more so to culture. Um, we definitely will have you gentlemen back. I'm sorry you went through this. Obviously, you have an advocate in me and everyone uh, who supports uh, platforms of truth. Uh, we all support 
both of you, you fine stand, upstanding gentlemen. And I'm glad that you are able to turn the narrative so that you no longer have to be defensive. You don't have to explain yourself. We got a video, we know what happened, we got your back. Um, any <laughs> words for uh, Dennis before we part? And, and I will say this, the VP of Dennis reached out. I, I talked about this last week, um, her name is April. She seems to be a very nice, sweet and authentic individual. Uh, unfortunately, this is just a very bad situation that Denny's is in. And I highly encourage Denny's to respond in an affirmative way to make whole you two gentlemen. And by extension, make whole the black communities that produced you. All right, what uh, words have been to Denny's? For me, I would say, you know, uh, we appreciate April for extending her apologies and on behalf of Denny's. Um, Denny's need they need to do better. Yeah, you know, they need to do better. More needs to be done, and uh, got They got a lot of work ahead of them. Damon, I feel like uh, Denny's. Uh, they, you know, not to go off the topic, but the 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 vice the president of Pilot called me as soon as he heard what happened, and he apologized before the president of Denny's. And I respected that he said what he's going to do, and he's going to make sure that this didn't happen again. And um, you know, when I when I got the apology from April, I mean, I, I remember, I, you know, I told you that it was a hollow apology. I'm not saying that she was um, mean; she was very nice and sweet and disrespectful at the same time because she was, you know, doing she was doing a lot of multitasking while she was apologizing to me. And I and I felt like, you know, um, this is a tense serious situation and this is the apology that I got. No disrespect to her, but at the same time I acknowledge her apology, but I don't, the, my heart doesn't accept it. So, I mean, going forward in order for this to not happen again, I don't, I, you know, they have to figure this out because it's, 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 this is, this is, they're like repeat offenders, you know, and, and I just wanted to stop here with this, this, I want this to be the last case of that. Well said. Gentlemen, Thank I you. appreciate both of you. Thank you for coming on the show. We'll give an update. Uh, keep in touch with us. All right. Thank you for having us. Thank you for giving Thank us you so much. Appreciate you giving us your platform for, you know, giving us That's a chance to speak our story. Thank you. That's what it's for, I appreciate, I appreciate you both. All right. Remember, take care of, remember, take care of yourself. Take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.